little wine and shiny balloons off. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Blues Up podcast with Rebecca Green. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast. Today, we have Elaine Taylor Klaus with us. Elaine is a coach and parent educator with an award-winning blog, impactparents.com. She has a book that came out on September 1st, The Essential Guide to Raising Complex Kids with ADHD, Anxiety, and More. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank what you. A, what an exciting resume right there that we have to dig into. I want to learn about you. I'm excited. So first, I would love to know what inspired you to start your blog. So um, what inspired me was, you know, I think I think this happens to a lot of women that, you know, you know, they say that motherhood is necessity is the mother of invention, but I think motherhood is the necessity of invention. Right. Yes. Um, and I had one and then two and then three complex kids, as I call them, kids who kind of were struggling with some aspects of life or learning. Some had ADHD, some had anxiety, some had learning disabilities. Oh, boy. And um, and it was it was hard yes. and I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I wasn't getting the support I needed. And I had really great professionals in my life who were well intended, who were trying to be helpful, but they weren't really giving me the help. I needed as a mom. They were telling me what to do, but nobody was helping me figure out how to do it in a way that worked for my kids. Okay. Yeah. And so I, you know, the long story short is that when I discovered this thing called coaching, which I had never heard of, and I thought I was on my way to become a therapist to help other parents, because I really felt like nobody should have to go through alone what I went through those first 10 years. I mean, it was really hard. And then I discovered coaching. It was like, wow, this is great. This is so much better than therapy. It's uplifting. It's positive. It's forward. And so I became a coach. And then shortly thereafter, I started writing. And, um, and I've been writing ever since. It's That's like amazing. my therapy. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. And I will feel very stressed out. And when I start putting it to paper or start typing, I totally know what you're saying. I feel the same way. It's kind yes. of how I figure out what I think. Yes. I may not be able to articulate it really well, but if I can write it, then I can figure it out and then I can articulate it. Yes, I totally agree with you. Can you tell us what else you are doing besides the blog? Because you well, have other so, exciting things. Yeah, it's, it's, it, we've been around. So, so ultimately, we ended up creating, um, I met this fabulous woman named Diane Dempster, my business partner for now almost 10 years. Wow. And um, I know it's kind of wild. And what we had discovered was that when we became coaches, we became better parents. And it wasn't rocket science. Like, you could actually teach this and learn this. And what was really cool was that it worked for me as a mom with three complex kids and ADHD myself, because I was diagnosed at about 40. As my kids were diagnosed, wow. I finally began to figure out it couldn't just be, you know. So That is I was so diagnosed. funny. I thought I was reading the email wrong about you having ADHD, and I reread that line a few times. <laughs> yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD and learning, learning issues at 40 years old. 
Wow. So because my kids were, and this happens, we get a lot of people who come to us. It's like, you know, I'm reading about my kids and I feel like I'm reading about myself. Interesting. Right? So, yes. but what was different was that Diane did not have learning issues and I did have them and this worked for both of us. So then we knew we were really onto something. So we started off with creating community. We knew that parents of complex kids needed other parents to talk to. We didn't yes. need therapy. We didn't like, we just needed connection and community and we needed to be able to learn with each other. So we started a, an online resource called Impact ADHD, a really, really cool website and, um, and started doing group coaching and training and, and recently have expanded to impact parents because what we discovered years ago is that it wasn't just ADHD. It was all these different issues. And so we've yes. been supporting parents with all kinds of complex kids for a decade and finally wow. expanded to impact parents so that we do, basically we do three things. We do a lot for free, you know, ton of content That's and webinars amazing. and summits and those kinds of things. About 90% of what we do is free. And then we offer online training and online coaching, either private or group coaching. So everything is about making it as affordable as possible for people to get the help they need, but to get the help they really need. That's, that's effective amazing. And accessible. So, so it's too bad that your website wasn't around 10 years ago for you, right? Right. Well, that's <laughs> exactly. It's like when people say, God, I wish I had known about this years ago. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can you tell us what your biggest challenge is right now? What would you say um, it is? Wow, what a great question. I think there are two. Can I do two? Yes, of course. One is, and maybe it's not a challenge, maybe it's an opportunity, um, is that I have this amazing, I think, amazing new book. And so my challenge yes. is to how do I get it to the parents who really need it and the schools and the teachers and the yes. psychologists and all the people who really need to Yes, know. I need to read this book. I love oh, the it's title. Awesome. It's grabbing me in. It's, uh, it's really, I'm so proud of it because it's really, it's, I set out to write the book that I needed that wasn't there when I needed it. That's perfect. Right. It's, and it's everyone's not about get ADHD. It. It's not about anxiety. It's about how do you as a parent get your head around handling things with your kids when they don't go as you planned. So it's yes. really, I mean, it's a really good book for, for right now for parenting in complex times. Well, that was my next question is how, unless you said you had a second thing too. Do you want me to yeah. wait? Let me well, wait. The second thing I'll just touch on it quickly is that I am trying to figure out how do you help parents ask for the help they need when they know they need it, but they they feel guilt or shame around needing it or asking for it. And so it's the hardest thing I think I face is, is running into all of these parents who really, really need just, they need more than just information, right? I mean, information is yes. great, but they need yes. that next step. And they, there's this hesitance to step in because I, because of all these things. I mean, we're doing research about, we're trying to figure it out because it's that obstacle that parents face. It's like, well, I know I should need something, but I shouldn't need it because I'm a parent and I should know how to do this. Well, right? and you you're doing, into this all the time. Yes. Yes. And I think that what you're doing and what I really work hard to do is to normalize for parents that yeah. what they're going through is not abnormal, that it's okay to ask for help. And I try to tell people that I always ask, I try to ask for help too, that I can't parent alone. No. Parenting alone is impossible. That's right. So yeah. So I think no, and, and it's, it's asking for help and then it's accepting help when it's offered, right? Because yes. we're not so good at that either. And if we teach this, if we do it, then we can teach it to our kids. And it's probably yes. the most important skill for them to learn in life. 
Well, and I'm trying to remember that because I was raised by Superwoman. Oh, yeah. We call and her Supermom Sue. We have a name for her. I love that. And she's yes. amazing. And, you know, there's just things that she did that I just can't live up to. And I don't accept the challenge. Good for you. I love that. I reject it. Well, you know, it's funny. I was talking to a couple today. I'm like, you know, and, and I get this a lot. You know, he crosses his arms and he says, yeah, well, that wouldn't have flown in my house growing up. I'm like, yeah. And do you want to raise your kids in a house like you were in growing up? And, you, and usually the answer is no. Yeah. And it's just our kids are not living in the world we lived in. No. You just no. can't compare it. No. And, you know, I think about my mother putting even like a beautiful spread on the table every night and I'm never home. I'm like the stay at home mother who's never home right. and I'm running them here and I'm running them there. And thankfully activities are going on right now. And yeah. I'm like, how am I going to fit in dinner? Well, you know, when my mom did it, they threw 10 kids in the back of a, of a station wagon. There yes. were no seat belts. Yes. And it was just go, right? It's just a whole different world. No, it is a different world. So speaking of the different world, this yes. is my question. How have you adjusted your parenting during today's pandemic? So it's an interesting question for me because my, parent, my kids are all now young adults, right? So I'm in a somewhat different environment, although I do, I've had one kid at home, one or two kids at home since March. So I'm okay. still actively parenting. It's just a little different when they, they really are more in charge of their life. I've got a kid okay. who's home who's studying for the MCATs. Wow. So, right. So it's really intense. And on the one hand, she's very independent and doing her thing. On the other hand, she doesn't have any friends here anymore. She's been gone for years. We're like, we're it. And so yeah. it's still requiring a lot of active, engaged parenting. Yes. Um, and I think you know, for us, so for those of us who are parenting complex kids, in some ways, it's not that different because we are kind of accustomed to roadblocks and, you know, things throwing you off track and having to adapt. And that's what it is to raise a complex kid is, is to kind of navigate this rocky, you know, river you're in. Yes. And so I think a lot of parents of complex kids are kind of doing, we're kind of used to this, like, Okay, so this is what I'm dealing with today. Okay, this is what Isn't I'm dealing with today. Isn't that interesting? So it's just another challenge in the books. And, and if you've had enough experience tackling challenges, then yes. you kind of get what I want from anybody who works with me. My goal for them, Rebecca, is to have what I call a bring it on attitude. Like, I want you to know that whatever happens to you in your life as a parent, because stuff is going to happen to you in your life yes. as a parent, yes. I want you to know that you can handle whatever's coming at you. Oh, I love that. Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that. I'm going to keep that Bring in, it on. in my head. You'll I find it in the that. book. You'll get it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. I, you know, I don't know if you know, but I'm a social worker. So when I read the title of your book, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to read this book. <laughs> Yeah, Sounds it's really, amazing. Well, and it was designed not just for parents, but also for professionals. Because I think professionals don't, like a lot of times, they don't understand what the parents are experiencing. And so I yes. want to normalize it, not just for the parents, but I want the doctors and the therapists and the OTs and the social workers to understand this is what's really happening in that home. And yes. when you tell them just do this, that's not always so easy. Mm -mm. Well, and everyone's children are so different. And if they don't have children with complex issues, right, it's hard to get in your shoes. So you can help them get in your shoes. Yeah. I love Amen. that. 
And that's I, would, a lot I think of, that's a lot of what it, the book is about is, is getting lots of people to get into other people's shoes. It's about lenses and perspectives and, and seeing things from different perspectives. There's a lot in the book that's about, like I present an issue in each chapter and then I offer a reframe, a different way to look at that issue. And then instead of talking about self-care, we talk about self-talk, right? Yes. And how do you think about it, which is every yes. bit as important as what you do. Oh my goodness, my children were just told that they had to go full remote online all day. Mm. And so, you know, so the negativity, and I'm like, how can we reframe this? <laughs> let's, let's work on this. <laughs> and let's let's we, find that silver lining. How quick? Because you're going to have the negative. That's fine. But how quick can you notice it and shift it? That's the, yes. that's the challenge or the yes. opportunity. So I went and got them a hot lunch at one of our favorite restaurants. Yep. And I said, see, I can go buy you lunch. Right. I, you know? <laughs> what, are your best, what are your best parenting coping skills for you? Oh, wow. Um, deep breaths with long exhales. Yes. That's probably my biggest. Yes. Um, I know this is going to sound weird, but one of my best is to walk away. Like one of the things is that sometimes to know that I can plant a seed and then walk away and leave them to think about it is, is not needing to talk about it now, but knowing that particularly as our kids start to get older, what conversation you think it should happen right now, it probably is going to take about a week to complete that conversation. So That's it's good. allowing time for yes. them to think and process information so that they can begin to have some ownership. That's wow. probably, yeah, that, that's huge. Well, um, and that's, that's really sinking in with me because my son in particular, he's 13 and I will try to talk to him and you can tell he's in no place to talk to me. So I will be like, okay, I said my sentence and now you're giving me permission right here. I walk away and I'll, you know, come yeah, back to it. Leave it time. or pose a, even better than a sentence, pose a question. Like don't tell ask Love pose it. a question let them ponder it and then check in or if you ask a question they're like i don't know I'm like okay that's cool think about it let's check on it. i'll check in with you later on it right you are good you it's are, okay to come, come back <laughs> it, it, i think it, and, and i want to add one more thing the other thing and my kids will tell you my superpower is i don't take things personally Ooh, now that may wow. not always be true with certain maybe sisters-in-law or sister. Okay, you know. tell me more about this because this but is with huge. my kids is I learned I was not so I full disclosure when I started off I was a very neurotic Jewish mother hmm. so that's my that's where I come from okay. <laughs> so so I get that and um I finally realized I'll keep it clean for for your audience but other people's stuff is their stuff. Yes. Right. And yes. I spent a lot of years taking on other people's stuff and making it my stuff. And when yes. she reacted like that or he did that, it was all about me. And, and it's never about me. It's mm -hmm. always about them because other people's stuff is their stuff. And if I, as I learned to not take it personally, it was unbelievable how much easier it was to be with them with their stuff and to be compassionate and caring and loving and supportive and all of those things you want to be, which you can't be if you're making it all about you. Yes. yes. Right. 
And we well, have and this tendency to make things about us that really aren't about us. Absolutely. And when our children, I always tell people, you know, because our children get mad at us. And I always say to them, good job. It's good parenting. That's right. That's a good mother right there. They well, don't have to like to. us. They don't have to like, they certainly don't have to agree with you. No. Right? They don't. And and no. you can accept that with them and honor that with them and say, yeah, I get that. If I were, your, if I were you, I wouldn't agree with me either. Right. But that's the way it's going to be. Yes. So you can be on their team without having to always be in agreement with each other. Well, my friend's son had this huge, enormous temper tantrum. And she was like, he always gives it to me. And I said, yes, yes. because your home base, your safety. That's so right. of course he's going to give it to you. Yeah, that's a good sign. That means he trusts you. Yes. Oh, I love that. You hit, yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're coming over. Where do you live? No, <laughs> oh my goodness. What inspires you most to just get up in the morning? So, okay, this is going to sound a little hokey, okay? But I have always known since I was 16 years old that I wanted to make the world a better place, that I just knew that I was here to change the world in some way, and I never knew how, but I always knew that that was like it was always about how can I be most effective what I am I that. here to do yes. and um and I love what I do so much it's unbelievable and it's funny because I have regular Wednesday lunch with my mom which has become a zoom lunch right and so I was on a zoom call with her for lunch and I've now started because of zoom I'm now like including my you know sister and my niece and it's been it's oh, becoming wow. a thing it's really fun so Wednesday lunch is everybody's sort of around for Wednesday lunch and I came in today and I said you know god I love what I do she said you must have been working with a client weren't you oh. I said I said yeah why she said because you always say that when you've been working with clients you know, it's like, and it was really nice that she saw that. Yeah. And so we talked about it for a little bit because I love everything that I do. I love the writing. I love the speaking. Like, I love all of it. You're um, lucky. You're lucky. I am. I am. And, and I also, I'm at choice. Like, I do what I do because I choose to do what I do every day. I choose mm -hmm. to wake up every day and see what I can do to make life better for, for the parents who are struggling or not struggling, but are, you know, navigating, managing. And ultimately for the kids who are growing up, I want these kids to grow up to see how amazing they are and how capable they are mm -hmm. and to feel empowered. I was really lucky because I had an incredibly loving mom. And so even though I wasn't diagnosed as a kid, I was raised to believe that I was smart and capable. I never really confessed to anybody that I always thought I, that they were wrong and that I was really stupid. That's because, terrible. Well, but a lot of kids feel that way, right? A lot of kids growing up, grow up feeling that way when they've got learning disabilities or attention issues or when they're constantly getting in trouble or like, unless you have somebody in your camp who's there saying, you can do this, this is, this is what your strengths are. It's really, it's really hard to find that resilience. And I For had sure. somebody in my camp, right? So I, a lot of the reason I do what I do is because I don't want kids to grow up feeling the way I felt, like that my brothers felt, my husband felt. I watched my kids suffer in those early years. And I don't want other kids to grow up 
seeing what they can't do. I want them to grow up seeing what they can do. And because what they can do, these kids are bright and capable and compassionate and they're amazing, right? It I used sounds... to say to my kid all the time, you're going to be an amazing adult. We just got to get you there. And we it just did. sounds like you found your purpose. And I don't think that everyone can say that. So it feels so good to hear that from you. Thank you. Thank do you. Do you bring, do your kids ever come in to talk to, I don't want to say clients because it's probably too confidential, but do your kids ever take part in the work that you do? Sometimes. Yeah. So it's funny. I, one of my kids, the one who's studying for the MCATs did a video thing like eight years ago and it's so good. It's still on my website and I just sent it to a client today. Yeah. Aww. About learning disabilities, about overcoming learning disabilities. My kids have given me a lot of grace to tell their stories and That's we've wonderful. done that very consciously. I do it, and you'll see in the book, there are tons and tons of stories about them. I try to protect which kid it is. You can't always, but. Right, um, right. So there's that. And I, my eldest kid, you probably don't know this, but my eldest kid is also an actor and is pretty successful. So I did not know this. So, so there's some sort of public space, like they've done some stuff for, you know, attitude and understood and some of the other things. And so that's also an interesting dynamic because they're kind of public. So occasionally I'll be talking to a client and they'll go, wait a minute, you're the mom of, you know, wow. so that happens and that's kind of fun. But I, I'll tell you the best part was a couple of years ago, two summers ago, when all three of our kids came in. So, so not only did, did I fall for coaching, but then my husband like fell for coaching. And so now we're both coaches. So, oh my, I didn't know this. So he's, he's also had a book came out the same day I did. Mine did. Now, what is his book? His is called Mindset Mondays with DTK. And it's a really cool book. It's like 52 ways to rewire your thinking and something, your brain or something. But it's, it's one chapter a week for 52 weeks of mindset. And each chapter is only a few pages. So it's really easy to use. It's amazing. Another good book. Really, really good book. So, so anyway, so we're, we're both coaches. So there's a lot, you okay. know, the kids get a lot of fodder for both my parents are life coaches and you know, all that. but you know, we both had midlife career changes and discovered, found the purpose. And, but a couple of years ago, all three of our kids came to us one summer and at different times at different ages and said, thank you. Thank you for being coaches. And it was, it was amazing because they were able to see what the gift was for them in their life because we had gotten into coaching and all of that I teach, all the work I do is teaching parents how to take a coach approach because this stuff is not rocket science. I promise you. Right. Yes. It's not that hard. It's just, we've figured out how to organize it really well and teach it really well, but it's not that complicated, but it, it's made a huge difference in our kids' lives and they, and how they communicate with their peers and how they see dynamics with their peers families it's really quite interesting well I hope that my children tell me something like that one day confidence is high. <laughs> okay. you're doing great stuff in the world confidence is high they'll come to you one day one and they'll day. say thanks thanks mom it, it'll be a while and yeah. it won't be an eye roll it will be a thank you <laughs> it'll be a real thank you like, what happens is they get to a point in high school where they start seeing other kids and they see that their friends don't want to be with their parents or their friends don't want to be with their siblings. And they're like, wait, what's that about? Because we have oh, fun in our house. That, yes. Right? Yes, and yes. that's and where the shift will happen. And you probably, were you the house? Like, I want to be the house. I want the kids 
to want to bring their friends to my house. Yeah, with my youngest, we were the house, but in the first two, we lived too far away. And so we actually moved closer to, to school. And yeah, by the, by the end, we were. And it was amazing because the kids wanted to be here too, because we treated them like people, right? We don't, yeah. You don't talk down to teenagers. They're young adults. They, yes. you know, they're, they're yes. people. Yes. So. Can you tell us the best advice you've ever gotten, if you can think of something? Yeah. Best advice. You know, one of the best bits of advice I ever got was don't make any compromises in the, long, in the short term that you're not willing to live with in the long term. It was advice I got when I got married. And I think it's really good advice because we tend to give ourselves away in the short term and think I'll change it sometime. And so it's kind of like, don't, if, if something's really not right, don't let it just keep going and going and going change it now. Don't wait. That is good advice. It is. It's really good advice. You yeah, are good. The, the, <laughs> what good I usually the offer advice, my favorite is expect the unexpected and be prepared for anything. Yes, that's yeah, great. That's one of my I'm favorite. trying to get rid of expectations. Is that possible? I'm trying so, to have no expectations. It's not about no expectations. <laughs> we talk about in terms of shifting expectations. Okay. Right, because okay. you got you're going to have some expectations. It's hard to function in life without. without them. But but I often will ask, like when I'm talking to clients or something. I was talking to a couple today. I was like, he was saying he he wanted his kids to do, you know, it was a nine year old boy with ADHD. He wanted to do exactly what he said when he said it first time every time. And I looked at him. I said, Do you think that's a realistic expectation? No. <laughs> and he no. Kind of, it's not. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't know. That. I'm not sure. So I don't think that it's no expectations. I, I see it as shifting them to, to be real, to meet people where they are and, yes. and help them grow from there. Cause just cause he's nine doesn't mean he's ready to do this or just cause they're 12 doesn't mean they're ready for that. We well, and I even are. see with my seven-year-old that her strengths are so different from her friend's strengths. Like they're all so different. So yeah. we can't have the same expectations or yes, we have to shift. I'm going to yeah. change it from no to shifting. Shift. Just play with it. See, see, see you shifted me. Do you see what that does for you? You want, to, you want another little coachy trick? Yes. Here's one that'll really help you shift your expectations. You ready? Yes. For two weeks. Here's your homework assignment. Every time you hear yourself say, have to, got to, ought to, should, need to, must, any of those obligatory terms, right? Every should you've got, just replace it in your brain with the word want. Okay, just notice what happens when you want to do the dishes, when you want to do the laundry, when you want to drive the carpool. That, you don't have that to, should. Good. It is unbelievable That's how great advice. it is. It's, well, it's as far as food, so eating, I had someone in a book say, shift it to, I choose not to eat after dinner. I'm choosing. Yes. Right. Want or choose. Choose is another yes. word you can use there too. But when well, you're, we you're making us positive. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Rebecca, we have choice. We just give our power away when we think we don't. But really, everything we do is a choice, even, even when we don't think we have a choice. 
right? So a lot of times I'll hear parents say something like, well, they can't do da 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 da. I'm like, well, they can. They, they just did, <laughs> right? <laughs> you just don't want them to, which is a whole different discussion. So let's talk about that. But this notion that I can't, that's usually not true completely. Very, very good advice. I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to have this like amazing counseling session with you. You know that this is benefiting me, right? <laughs> I'm having a great time. So I hope it's good for you too. That's I'm perfect. loving this. I'm loving this. Okay. What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? So, okay. Two things. Okay. One is pandemic related. Okay, because this is where we are, y'all, and this is not what any of us expected, and that's okay. But what I want people to, to know is don't let school get in the way of your kids' education, okay? Wow. There is a lot of ways that kids are educated. They are educated when they're in a conversation-rich environment. They're educated when people are talking about what's going on in the world and debating it and discussing it and listening to all sides, not just one side or another side. If you can use what's going on in the world, because it's crazy to have really thoughtful conversations with your kids at any age. And if they're younger and there's fear, then to deal with that and to create expectations where they believe that they have some capacity to handle things. Whatever it is that they're dealing with, if you can be present to them in this time and all of you stay curious about what's going on, it is way more important than doing another worksheet or taking another minute math or whatever it is you're doing. Yes. Everybody, I promise you, everybody's going to be behind a year from now, right? So don't get so caught up in those expectations, right? Yes. Yes, we're shifting. That you're not present to where you are. We have to be present to where we are right now. And this is weird and wild and, and will never be forgotten. So use it. Such right. good advice. So that's that's, wonderful. that's the pandemic thing, I would say. Yes. And then the other thing I would say um, is just remember you've got this. Like you make a difference in your kid's life. Nothing is more, nothing sets the tone of the home more than how you choose to be in relationship with your kids and with your partner and with yourself. And yourself is part of it, right? So you got to put yourself back on that list and, and yes. raise it up a little bit on the and list. And remember that, yes, it's yes. It's really important because you're modeling that and teaching it and all of that. But at the end of the day, um, we always say, if you don't know where to focus, focus on self-care or relationships. Mm. That's it. So you can do this. Lean into your relationships with your kids right now. And and take care of yourself in the process and show them that that's part of what it means to be an adult is to learn how to take care of yourself. Yes. And so that's, that's what I got for you is you've got I this love it. and, and it's not as hard. Keep it. Sometimes it's simple on the other side of complexity. Right. And I think we're learning that this year, the simpleness of it is it's all about connection. It's about relationship. It's about taking care of ourselves. Yes. And all are so important. Yeah. Excellent points. Yeah. So where can our audience go to learn more about you? So they can go to impactparents.com is the website. And there's tons of stuff there. And there are three blogs there. There's the Impact ADHD blog, Impact Anxiety blog, and Impact Complex Kids blogs. 
And then your guests, we've got a special gift. I don't know if you're going to put this in the notes or whatever, but if they go to impactparents.com slash guide, okay. they can, I mean, there's lots of freebies on the, on the site. You can download and get any free gift. There's tons of them, but the guide will give you some free content. There's an article called Parenting in a Pandemic. It's kind of the, the quarantine supplement to the new book, to the essential guide. And then there's a really fun piece on three things not to say to parents of kids with complex issues. And it's kind of playful. And so go, go download some, some, some um, articles and have fun with this. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending time with me. I loved learning about you. Didn't know this was going to be an amazing counseling session. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Not counseling, coaching. Very coaching. big difference. Coaching. 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 But this thank is for you for that. I really, I really honor that and I appreciate it. I've really I really enjoyed, enjoyed talking to you. Okay. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, reminding you all to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.